Into the mystery date. Mystery date. Mystery date. Mm -hmm. So who wants to go first? I can go first. Okay. Because I just finished it. And so I wanted to talk about it. Okay. I I just saw Fargo season five. Now, I love the Fargo movies. A movie. Right. (laughs) And I loved the first two seasons of Fargo were pretty good. Then I kind of, I feel like they kind of lost something. They got a little too, like they were trying to be too quirky and two and then, Cohen brothers E. Yeah, and season four was just really flat, unfortunately. It just wasn't that I didn't even finish it, you know, as I just didn't really get into it. So when Fargo season five came, I'm like, eh, I guess I can watch it. And the one reason I did is because John Ham stars in it. I'll pretty much, you know, if wow. he's in it, I'm like, oh, I mean it might take a look because I love Mad Men. I worked on Mad Men. I, I did graphic design on that show, so which cool. was so fun because it had to be old, really fun and retro. So this is also Noah Hawley um, is the one who's created the series and um, he's, he's gone. He's pretty much the showrunner and all of these, but this one, it kind of goes back to the basics. Like it goes back to, it's kind of like a, a, a spiritual like partner to the movies where it's about a car salesman and his oh. wife and she's at home and these, there's a home invasion. They try to kidnap her. So that's kind of oh, okay. like so what happens. So it's kind of that, but it takes off in this whole other direction. Now, one of the main reasons oh, it's so okay. good, there's an actress, Juno Temple. Incredible. She looks like a little deer. But the problem is she's so badass. And this is what's blowing everybody away. Like, what's the deal with this woman? They try to kidnap her. She basically almost kills them all, gets away. They finally get her in a van. They 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 take her. They're trying to get her away. And they, she gets out of the van. She runs away. She gets into, like, it becomes this thing where they're trying to catch her, but she outsmarts them the whole time. Now, granted, right. they're the dumbest criminals in the world, as they right. were. And far, yeah. <laughs> you're like what? And then you have John Ham cast as this sheriff who it, it, I don't want to go too much into details because it's better just discover it. But we have John right. Ham as this sheriff in this um, this small town, and he um, is super abusive. He's culty. He's like Christian to the point of men get to beat women. That's kind of like his religion. Uh-huh. Like he beats his wife. So she's she used to be married to him. She got and away. His, She's and his wife is this woman who is being kidnapped, right? Ex-wife. Ex-wife. So he's trying to get oh. her back. He wants her back. Uh-uh. So that's kind of the context of the thing. He wants her back because she uh-uh. humiliated him by getting away. So she got away. So that's part, but he's just such a bad guy. But totally, wow. Jennifer Jason Lee steals this movie as being this super rich, um, super entitled, like succession times 10. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the uh, the Juno Temple's character, who's the the woman that used to be married, John Ham, has remarried, and his his family's rich, but he's just this super like to almost a fault how nice he is. So she's she's like found a new life. She has a new daughter. She has a daughter. She has a super nice husband, and this super rich, terrible person mother who's just super cold and does what she has to do, but it becomes a good competitor to John Hamm when they eventually have to kind of meet up and there's a lot of dealings with them. Right. It's a great cast. We also have Joe Carey, who's in stranger things who plays John Hamm's doofus son. Who's just worthless. And he's a cop, but he's terrible. <laughs> so he's like, but there's so many great characters, super colorful characters. The movie is kind of, I mean, the show is kind of stolen by what's this character's, this actor's name. I got to remember. Um, he plays like this 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 murder for hire 
kidnapper. And he's he's very he's got kind of the even John Hamm like who's the guy with oh, the, the three stooges haircut? The yeah, I've seen the pictures yeah. of this character. <laughs> he was so funny. Wait, I got I got He kind of kind of reminds me of the um No Country for Old Men hairstyle kind of yes. vibe, right? Like yes. doesn't really care how he looks, just sort of cut exactly. the hair to get it out of your eyes. <laughs> okay, so that he's played by Sam Spruill. And okay. he's just completely out out there. Like doesn't he's not part of this world. And they have this weird sequence where it looks like he's from another time and he's a thousand uh, years old or something. This is weird, surreal thing. Yeah. He's a great character because he has this weird um kind of honor, like, you know, right. If the flesh is taken, the flesh must be given, you know, that kind of right. shit, you know. So, but it has it has this this almost comedic over the little over the top, but then also that quirkiness that really worked in Fargo that wasn't stopped yeah. working in the series, but now it's sort of back. Like they kind of got it back. So I really highly recommend the new season of Fargo. If you want some really fun, unexpected stuff and really strong female characters, a lot to say about abusive relationships and, you know, women being, you know, manipulated and beaten and what should be done about that. And how they're, you know, a lot of times the perpetrators are protected because they're sometimes powerful men and right. the women are helpless and you can't do anything. Leaders so of the a community. Lot, a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on below the surface. Well, really here's good. a question about it. It sounds really, really great, but <laughs> I have never watched the Fargo TV series. So is it, if, if, I wanted to watch this. What I need to watch the other seasons, the previous no, seasons. No, it's an anthology, so they're, so they're stands, standalone. Each season yeah. stands on its yeah. own. Okay, so you yeah. could watch this one, and if I like watch it, maybe I go back and watch the first two seasons or something out of order. I would watch the season with Jesse Plemons um, next if you like this. It's a little mo bit more serious, but it's got that same. It's also got um, Kieran Culkin in it. Oh, okay. Beautiful cinematography. It has that same. Everything's cold. You know, it's like right. winter everywhere. And everything. So it's it's really it's really good. <laughs> it sounds good, and I keep what hearing good got? things about it. Well, I I watched a show that you recommended that I yeah. should watch. So we both dated the same movie. Okay. Well, it's a it, yeah, it's a it's a series that's a little old. It happened a while ago. It's not a brand new hot new thing. But it's still kind of newish. People probably, you know, that might want to see it maybe haven't seen it yet. But it's an um, Apple series, and it's called Silo. Oh, so good. And it's about, a, um, it's about this farm that has a big silo full of corn. and um, Different silo. Oh, no, no. <laughs> A giant no. thing of corn. <laughs> yeah, it's about corn. And um, no, That's it's about not. It. It's it is corn. absolutely not. It's not. There is a it, farm in it, sort of. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> but what it is is a science fiction series, and I'm a big science fiction nerd, which is why you recommended that I should watch it, because <laughs> I'm such a sci-fi nerd. And right. interestingly, um, the book, there's books that it's based on. There's a series of popular books. The book, the first book, um, I, I remember reading the first story, because when I was watching it, I was like, this is kind of familiar or when you were telling me about it and then I looked it up and it's like, oh, it is based on this story. It was a oh. book called Wool. Um, oh, that. yeah. And it's a, it was really popular. And then there's, there's several of them. And um, unfortunately I read enough to kind of know a bit of spoilery stuff about the series. I don't want to, I, I don't want to start off with spoilers, but um, it's about a bunch of people who live 
in a bunker situation underground, yeah. which is a which is like a really deep um, silo shaped thing, like a like like a missile silo kind of thing. But right. it's not a missile silo; it's a big, um, bigger community type thing. There's it's almost there's, like a city underground, yeah, it's like it's kind a, of. But in the it's all this big spiral just goes down, 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 down. Yeah, they all kind of live on this spiral in a way. And they they've been there for a very long time, and they have forgotten their past, some for some reason. And you kind of wonder how could that happen? Why wouldn't people pass stories down? You know, like how we got here, what happened? Why are we underground? Why can't we go outside? And they have a um, a huge uh, screen, like a video wall in. Even though the technology down there seems to be oldish, old school technology, there's a few little things that are modern ish, but they don't have, there's things like they don't have, they're not allowed to use radios. They don't have weapons. They don't have, um, they don't have elevators. They're, they're required. There's like a book of, of yeah. rules, you know, the, the, yeah, um, the, founders. the founders, the founders wrote these rules for a reason and we'll abide by them. Almost religious, almost culty. Also. Yeah. Kind of culty. But limiting, you know, like yeah. they have a yeah. big, like you were saying it's a spiral and it goes down, down, down. There's like a, a thousand floors or something, yeah. but it's stairs that go around this spine down the middle, the core. Yeah. And everybody has to walk on these stairs and they at one point several episodes in somebody kind of just mentions yeah the founders uh prohibited any kind of elevator so we can't have elevators we have to walk and so yep. when somebody's talking about going to see like if somebody lives up top and then somebody works down below and they're talking about yeah. going to see them they're like well yeah we get ready for like a few days travel it's like a hike almost yeah but the, it's the walk to, up that takes so long. <laughs> yeah, and they always have to carry water, and yeah. But it's it's so a funny. fascinating case of or a situation where you where you get um, little by little you get more and more of the story. It's one of those yeah. kind of science fiction stories where you're thrown in at the beginning. You're thrown into this world, mm -hmm. and little and you're like, why don't why don't they have a freaking elevator? And then you find out later, and then you're <laughs> like. Why don't why can't they call each other on the telephone or radio yeah. or wire like some they have kind to of send wire. like a runner? They have these guys yeah. who like a messenger and Courier. they, have to, they can yeah. run up and down the stairs. I also like too. It's it's the literal like hierarchy of like the well yeah. offer at the top, and then if they go down, down, down to the dregs, like where the engineers are, they're like you know yeah. the kind of laborers. So as you're going down, it becomes like a hierarchy situation, almost like a caste system. Like so yeah. it goes from. Upper to lower, isn't that funny? How the that garbage to be the way. People throw their garbage in the bin, and it just the chute, yeah. and it just goes down to the lower levels where down. people sort through the garbage. And it's very much the caste system idea, where yeah. you have the you know the these untouchables down on the yeah. in the lower levels. And but you you meet these characters. They have um they have some like memories, some little echoes of of the above ground life. Like they have a sheriff. Who wears a badge and mm -hmm. a sheriff uniform, and there's things like that. Like they call him sheriff and sheriff's deputy, and there's um, one of the one of the primary controlling uh, functional entities of this of this world is what they call IT, which I thought was pretty cool. Like another yeah. holdover, um, and the IT department, and they handle all of the um, 
the data, I guess, the yeah. the information and filing and keeping up with people yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And um, the cast is is really interesting. There's you know there's a few recognizable people. Tim Tim uh, Robbins is right. in it as the head of IT, and he is he goes he goes through some changes in the story, but he starts yeah. off being a um, a regular jackass, which you kind of recognize if you've ever had a job with a person like that. <laughs> it's like with anyone from IT. Sorry, yeah, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say too much, but the um, it's just got it's it's got an. It, it, I love world building. I love when a show puts you in a world and you gradually believe it. It it's not um. There's no big gaping plot holes and horrible like why don't they just things you yeah. know there's this, reasons you you do say that a few th times while you're watching it why don't they just do this but then you realize why and yeah. you find out why later and so anyway the story is about these people like a huge community of people who live underground and they have this big video wall in their cafeteria that shows the outside world which is like this dead wasteland of of rocky yeah. desert with a dead tree yeah. and a few dead people laying out there and, and it also has the stairway like that's the only exit to the silo and so you can see a little bit like where the stairway is they come out yeah. it's like a door go out to the outside but it seems like walk. yeah but it seems like the air is poisoned because anyone who goes out there falls down dead pretty much i mean after a few so minutes they're wearing they a they put exactly. a you know, like one of the rules in their rule book is that if anyone ever says i want to go outside yes. if you make that statement then yeah. you have to they have to let you have that they let they and have it's to irreversible it. like once you, you say it you can't take yeah. it back you gotta go you're out bye so they they yeah. lock you up and really they creepy. and then they do this ceremony thing they have a kind of a yeah. ceremonial thing where they put the yeah. the um, you know atmosphere suit on you and they tape up the the suit and then you walk up this ramp and it's this very um intense kind of thing because and then and then when you get out there they give you this special thing where the, the title of the book is wool and mm -hmm. so they give you this special little cloth and you're like why yeah. is su such a ceremonious presence to this piece of cloth they put it in a little bag on your belt and yep. when you get out there you're supposed to wipe off the um the Clean lens the camera. it's the only person people going out <laughs> they gotta clean and, that camera and everybody in the cafeteria is watching in the screen which is all dirty you know and they wipe it off and everybody's cheering like yay we can yay. see clear now and and people are like you know when they do that they're always saying i'm not going to clean and they don't they don't know they also don't have cameras down there yeah. one interesting thing about the production design is anytime you see pictures on the walls of mm -hmm. people their drawings or paintings and yeah and there's a character who does drawings of people yeah. and and i thought that was really interesting it's like why would they outlaw cameras mm -hmm. and and you gradually get the answer but the yeah. um well they the, call them uh, artifacts like anything from the past right and they don't even know what some of these things are like they found a yeah. Pez dispenser it's a big yeah. deal like what is this what is it for like uh, trying to figure out what this mechanical thing is so there's there's a collection and it's, it's considered illegal to keep it which you know because they don't right. want people using it i guess so there's the black market who kind of gets the artifact these are like you know they're kind of selling them or doing whatever and there's also the people trying to keep the artifacts in the upper echelon so they control everyone basically so 
But, but watches are okay for some reason. Like some people have old watches and that's a kind of a commodity that they just sort of let it pass, I think. Well, kind of, because I gotta go, is that an artifact? Because no, no, yeah. it was it, I was given special permission to wear this right. watch. Like remember the guy's watch. Like it was yeah. sort of like sometimes you can get by, but it right. can't really work. Like it's a broken watch that she's wearing. It's like a a uh, sort of artifact from her boyfriend, you know. So she's right. Like, Rebecca Ferguson, who is amazing in this. Love, was, love. Yeah, her. I was gonna oh my bring God. her up. She's a uh, so she's good. pretty fantastic in this. Like so good. a real um a real presence she's got. She's yeah. like a somebody that's really formidable and kind of intimidating, but she's got a lot of presence to her to her mm -hmm. character. And it's yeah. a weird character. It's a weird situation to be in. I mean, when you get a you know, I'm I've talked to actors about things like this, where you get a job on a show where the situation is really unusual. Um, it's not, you're, nobody in the show is playing a normal person. In other words, they're playing right. a person who's been, right. who's lived their whole life underground. And what does that bring out in a person's character? And how does a person, mm -hmm. I mean, you can't, you have to address that as an actor and mm -hmm. everybody seems to have addressed that. It seems like there was a lot of discussion in the pre-production and, and concept meetings where this is how, uh, you know, this is how a person might act if they lived their entire life underground and how they would think about things like, like what, how they would hold, how would you hold a Pez dispenser? Everybody knows how to hold one. They, you do this and the candy comes out. But if you didn't know what it was, you would be like, like, what goes in here? What is this? Yeah. Like, how would you look at it? You wouldn't yeah. hold it like you normally, there are little things yeah. like that, that, yeah. that I loved about the show. They, they, um, they find a, a can, they find a, a camera at one point and they're sort of looking at it. They're like, 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 what, what does this I, do? I don't what know what it is. is. Yeah. And, uh, I love I love that kind of thing where the with the world building and you slow and when that happens in the show you realize wow this is a radically different world that they're living in. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a mystery underneath it. There's a huge mystery about people who go outside and the whole idea of outside and and the whole idea of who are the builders, who are the creators of this space mm -hmm. and why and why did they create it and how were they able to create such a like a gigantic underground um, bunker. Mm -hmm. If there was like a nuclear war or something, you wouldn't have time or resources to build it. You would have to start right. something like that, like a hundred years before the, the cataclysm, whatever it was. Yeah. And, and nothing is, they don't ever say nuclear war. They don't no. ever say war. They don't, nobody ever... knows. They don't, just don't know. There's like a steam that kind of runs the whole thing. They don't know where the steam comes from. Like we don't yeah. know where it comes from. It's like it comes from underground. We don't know. I so nobody's that. really sure why, how things work or what they, how they work. There's, you know, the conspiracy theorists who like what we're seeing on the screen isn't real. And yeah. you know, there's all these like, and I love that too, because you're getting this microcosm, of society and they all have their ideas. Like we have the yeah. politicians, we have the, the social structure, we have, you know, the hierarchy we have, you know, and I, I love that idea of taking that and making it really small and then having this really hardcore mystery behind it. Like, can you go outside? Why can't we go outside? What happened? Who are these people? Who are the founders? Who made and, these rules? Like, you know, I love that idea on a, on a basic level. What is out? What is outside? What they is don't it? even, they don't even no. know. They don't have you a memory. See this it. little bit. That's all you see. Like you said, that hillside with a, a scraggly tree and a few dead bodies for the sad people who decided they and wanted to go outside. 
<laughs> they don't even have a cultural memory of outside. They don't know no. what was out there because for some reason they all seem to have a weird, you know, dead zone in their past and all of their data at one point, there was a revolution at one point and a lot mm -hmm. of data was yeah. destroyed, but there's a, there's an interesting, um, a, an interesting um, dead zone kind of a thing in the story so far that does eventually get answered yeah. as to why are there no, you know, like, um, you know, the history of storytelling, you know, the, the passing down of stories. Mm -hmm. Why don't, why doesn't anybody have any kind of cultural memory of the old yeah. ways? You know, yeah. all they know is um, the, the silo and their, and yeah. what they see on that screen. And so, when they find certain artifacts, there's, you know, from here, I, I don't want to spoil, I'm not going to do spoilers, but I, I'm no, going to do a, a little bit of a spoiler from here down. Um, little, just a, don't do a too little, much. Or any bit of a spoiler. Don't do um, it. Do we need to do it? <laughs> um, uh, now we have to. No, just one little tiny thing I want to say. They find, I won't say what it is, but they find an artifact that makes people think there, there is an outside world like they didn't know before that that there was even an old world out there you know what i mean like they i don't want to i don't want to get too spoilery we don't but, need to explain it let people yeah. try to get people to watch it so yeah that's all you need to know it's like it's the mystery really of what happened cool. where they came from who made it what's going on can there's a few moments in the show where they yeah. where things happen and you're like that was cool that was a cool yeah. reveal because really I had this lingering question in my mind and then suddenly something happens and it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why. Exactly. So it's one of those shows. that's very smart. Um, it's science fiction all the way. It's, it's um, definitely uh, science fiction in the true sense of the word. It's not I mean, apocalyptic science fiction too, because you feel like something big has happened and it becomes very primitive all of a sudden. So I like that too. Yeah, they they live in a kind of primitive a primitive world, um, mm -hmm. and they recycle everything. And and um, one thing I want to bring up, um, a, a huge a huge bring up here is, um, and and it's the worlds that I work in. I work in movies and TV shows, and I work in the art department. I want to talk about the production design, which is spectacular in this. It you really feel like this is a, a real place. It's yeah. got this kind of industrial, mid-century modern. Right. There are clues in the production design as about when it was built, which is right. interesting. And I know that was discussed. It was like right. when, when the silo was built, this is the style of furniture and desks and things like that, I think. But um, it does have this kind of... Um, you know, ugly hospital looking vibe to the hallways and things like the, like the bad um, Soviet era um, architecture. If you ever saw the show Chernobyl or, um, or anything, or, or that uh, a, a TV series that, or a show that takes place in Soviet Russia or Soviet um, Poland or something like that, where everybody is kind of living in these sort of darkened, old, everything is kind of cracked and, and, uh, uh past its prime, you know, the, their, their apartments look lived in, but not just by the person living there. It looks like it's been lived in by 12 generations of is people. Is this the Chernobyl showrunner? 
Yeah, I think it was the. Um, I think. I think is. so. Yeah, it was yeah. A, somebody involved in Chernobyl was um, involved in this show, I believe. Yeah, I should know that, but, but, um, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm I'm happy that you recommended that for me to watch because yeah. it it was like uh, um like I, that's the kind of thing I just love. I love science fiction. I love world building. I love good production design. Um, mm -hmm. I love seeing how actors deal with unusual, um, you know, an unusual challenge because as an actor, um, you have to adjust the yeah. way you walk, even mm -hmm. in some cases, depending on the situation that you're portraying. And everybody in here was was very well briefed, I think, and they all seem yeah. like people who have never seen the outside world and don't know what this weird artifact is and yeah and when they talk about it they don't say it in a way that's that's too expository you know what i mean they just sort of yeah. say yeah i don't know what that is um but anyway you know yeah so it's it's got a, a depth of realism to it that i really liked yeah and also as something to mention too is that this is based on a series of books and there's nine yeah. and i think this this series this first season was only half of the first book so there's a yeah. lot to go so i can't even imagine like what is going to happen there's oh, no. a short story that the books were the the so first good. book was um compiled from some short stories i think they put the stories together and edited and created a book and then there's so they wrote nine, eight more yeah and unfortunately <laughs> i read them a while back and um i i sadly about halfway through the the series i was like uh, oh oh yeah i think i remember but luckily uh, i don't have the the best memory in the world and i read <laughs> so much that sometimes i get things mixed up in my mind when i remember so i was like is this the one where you know so <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I, I have a bad memory. I'm able to watch it without it being too spoiled. This is actually Graham Yost is the showrunner, and he did Justified. Justified. Okay. Um, the one but I'm thinking of did, um, it was the, the Chernobyl showrunner did Last of Us. Last of Us. That's right. That's okay. So that's a real. Which also had a dark uh, look yeah. and, and excellent world building. Yes, it did. All right. Yeah, and the, there's the, our um, two shows, two shows, great, and both worth watching. Really, you can go around either of these dates; they're both very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a, check out Silo and Fargo season five. Yeah, sounds like good stuff. I, I'm gonna really I'm gonna look for watching Fargo. Definitely watch it; it's fun. You always recommend good stuff, so it's not quite as in depth, as intense as Silo, but it's a really fun watch. <laughs> Okay, then I won't watch it. I won't bother. Ah, no, watch it. <laughs> All, right. All right, let us know in the comments if you've watched these. Did you like them? Do you have any other streaming suggestions that we could talk yeah. about? Yeah, if you got other cool sci-fi shows you think I ought to watch since I'm such a sci-fi nerd, let me know in the comments. And um, <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody.